Hello, beautiful Breakthrough Woman of God. I hope that you're all doing well as we are still quarantining with COVID-19. We are in May now, and it's almost Mother's Day next Sunday. Uh, So I wanna just uh, send you guys a great blessing and love. And we've been in a series called In God's Waiting Room. And last time we were in Psalm 42. If you wanna look at that teaching, you could find it here on YouTube. Um, It was teaching two, finding meaning while waiting. Well, today we're gonna be in Genesis 17. So if you could turn there while I'm talking for a couple of minutes, Genesis 17, we're gonna read quite a few scriptures together, but if you'll hang with me for a moment, I believe the Lord is gonna have a word for each of us. Amen. Today we're going to be talking about how waiting time is not wasted time and we have to trust while we wait. Amen. So we'll be meeting on Thursday night in our Zoom study to go over this. But if you guys want to view this ahead of time, that would be uh, the idea so that we can have an interactive study on Thursday nights. And if you want a um, invitation, an invitation to the Zoom study, just email me or excuse me, just DM me your email address and I will get you that Zoom 7 p.m. Women's Breakthrough Study invitation. Well, I know that trusting God is really hard sometimes. It requires a lot of time for us to let go. We have to let go to be able to trust, but we also have to hold on to things too. Our beliefs, our, 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 our tools that he gives us, the things that we have. So it's like a balance that we need to have in our life. It requires a lot. And it makes me think of Abraham and Sarah. And I wanna talk tonight about them in our text in Genesis 17. But for a minute, if you could just wait there at Genesis 17, I wanna talk to you um, about a detour that Abraham and Sarah made in their pilgrim walk back in Genesis 16, just to set the stage here. They brought conflict not only into their home, but also into the world. The story of Abraham and Sarah is not just ancient history, but it's a great lesson for us today as women and God or men of God about walking by faith and waiting for God to fulfill his promise. Amen. In his time and in his way. As we all know, they depended on their own or Sarah's grand idea that she had that Abraham would sleep with Hagar, her maidservant, because she wasn't able to bear a child. So they used their own wisdom for a moment and how dangerous that outcome was. As you know, Abraham was 99 years old at the time um, in chapter 17 of Genesis. But back in chapter 16, he was 86 years old when Hagar, their maidservant, had Ishmael. So there was a period of about 13 years there in Genesis 16 from 17 of silence between the Lord and between him and Abraham. 13 years. Imagine that. So let's look at our text. It's been 13 years. Abraham is 99 years old now. Verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Verse three, Abram fell face down and and said to him, 
As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. This is God telling Abraham in verse five, no longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Verse six, I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for generations to come to be your God and to be the God of the descendants after you. Verse eight, the whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. Verse nine, then God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep, Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between you and me. Verse 12, for the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or brought up with money from a foreigner, those who are not your offspring. When born in your household or bought with money, with your money, they must be circumcised. So so his, his servants. My covenant is, my covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Verse 15, God also said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. God was giving them new names in this chapter. Bear with me here. Verse 16. I will bless her and surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. Abram fell face down in verse 17. He laughed and said to himself, will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. That's his son from Hagar. Verse 19, then God said, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and will greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of 12 rulers and I will make him into a great nation. 21, but my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. In the last scripture, verse 22, when he had finished speaking with Abraham, Abraham, God went up from him. God calls himself in this passage, El Shaddai. And this is the very, very first time that we get to hear the name of God that it's ever used in scripture that means almighty. So El is the name of God, okay? That means power. So many believe that Shaddai means to be strong or a mountain. And if we combine all of these meanings together, the scholars, if we can translate all the scholars' meetings, it could be El Shaddai as the all-powerful and all-sufficient God who can do anything and meet any need. I'm going to be using the name El Shaddai a little bit more after hearing that and learning that. But why would God reveal this name to Abraham at this time, after 13 years of silence? 
because God was about to tell his friend Sarah that she would be having a son after all of this, after all these years and after her feeling so desperate that she needed to, to have her husband sleep with her maidservant in the chapter before, 13 years ago. The Lord needed him to know that he was all sufficient, that he was El Shaddai, amen? And all powerful and nothing is too hard for him. As a matter of fact, God says, I will 12 times in this chapter. Each of these I wills isn't just for Abraham, but each one precious daughter of these I wills are for you because he will, he is El Shaddai, amen? When we are in God's waiting room, these are our I wills. If we're waiting, it's not wasted time. My daughter, my king, daughter of the most high king, it's not wasted time. Amen, because we have our El Shaddai and all of those I wills are gonna be ours and they are ours. Remember the name Abram meant exalted father. Exalted father. Could you begin to imagine how the frustration and the embarrassment it must have been for Abram, Abram to walk around with, the, with this name, Exalted Father, and with no children at the time for all those years. And then to make matters more frustrating and trusting the Lord even more, the Lord changed his name to Abraham, meaning father of many or father of multitudes. Now, talk about people talking, right? I mean, waiting, trusting, and holding your breath kind of faith with a name like that. In fact, when Abraham informed the people in his camp that he had a new name, you gotta believe that some of them had to smirk a little bit and smile a little bit because they're human and they're probably mumbling to themselves, father of multitudes, what are they talking about? They're too old to have children. I'm quite sure that there were a lot of comments made in conversations between the between the families about him. Today, it would be blasted all over social media, right? <laughs> but whether Abraham looked to the ground or Abraham looked up to the heavens, he was reminded of God's gracious promise to give him many descendants. Keep in mind that Abram's descendants included not only the Jewish people, but the Arab world through Ishmael as well. And the nations listed in Genesis 25, one through four, all who trust Jesus Christ as Savior are spiritual children of Abraham. Hence the song, Father Abraham. Amen? And that will be a vast multitude. In being fruitful for God, we have nothing in ourselves that will accomplish the task. Abraham and Sarah had tried their own plan and it failed miserably. Have you ever found yourself trying so hard uh, to run ahead of God? Amen. And to try to figure it out and, and finagle it and, and manipulate things ourselves when all along God had the answer there for us, but we just had to wait a little bit more. Amen. All of those I wills are ours today. There's a practical lesson here for each of us who long to seek and to live by faith, who long to truly believe that waiting time is not wasted time. When God is preparing a bright future for you, don't cling to things of the past. I know we've talked about that before. He promises us hope in the future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says so. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, declares the Lord. 
And that's your promise today. He understands how we feel while we're waiting. God always knows, always sees, and always cares. I know you guys have heard that a hundred times. But Jesus said in John 15, without me, you can do nothing, right? It's the second half of John 15. Without me, you can do nothing, verse five. So it's safe to say that with him, all things are possible, right? Philippians says so. I'm pretty sure there's a verse about that. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I read a quote by an evangelist named Vance Havner, and he says, he said this, we say that we depend on the Holy Spirit, but actually, are we so wired up with our own devices that if the fire does not fall from heaven, we can turn on a switch and produce false fire of our own? Ouch. How many times have we done that? Have we been a Sarah? Have we run ahead of God? And we ended up with an Ishmael and not an Isaac. Those I wills are for us today. Don't do this. Don't produce false fire. Waiting time is not wasted time. Utilize it. Some false plan that we settle on because we don't have time to wait. Yes, waiting is very hard. Sometimes it's, it's excruciatingly hard. Amen. But it's not wasted. It's healing time. It's El Shaddai's time to shine. Look up El Shaddai. Look up the meaning of that name. It's our time to let him shine. Amen. And trust him to be what he promised our ancestors. That the all-powerful, all-sufficient God who can do anything and meet any need is ours today. I will, he says 12 times. I will, daughter. I will, child. I will give you that baby you've been praying for. I will save your child that you've been praying for. I will, says El Shaddai. We have to trust and know that it is in his perfect timing. It's in his time, even if it seems impossible to man, even if it seemed impossible to Abraham at 99 years old, after having 13 years of silence between him and God, between him and his father in heaven. Amen. El Shaddai is our El Shaddai. He's the same El Shaddai today, tomorrow, and forever, and yesterday. Amen. He's so good. He loves you so much. And I want you to know that you know that he is always working, even behind the scenes and behind things that we don't see during these times. When it feels like he is not working, he is El Shaddai. Let that be your name for him this week. He is El Shaddai. Remember that we are all in God's waiting room together and waiting time is not wasted time as we trust while we wait. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this uh, lesson. Thank you for Abraham. Thank you for Sarah. Thank you for um, Ishmael and Isaac. Thank you for this, this amazing history that you've given us. We love you. We trust you. El Shaddai, we call on you and we trust you in the waiting time right now. Thank you for our frontline workers. Thank you for all of our nurses and our firefighters and our police officers, ambulance drivers, doctors, those that are working in hospitals, even in cleaning service, Father. They are putting themselves at risk as well. But Father, we love you and we trust you because, because you're sovereign and you're the same God. And we love you. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Well, God bless you. And I hope to see you guys 
Thursdays at 7 p.m. for our Breakthrough Women's Interactive Study. God bless.